Good morning. Uh, I was wondering about the drive-up communion this morning, if Pastor Noel and the team will be on skates. I was thinking, wouldn't that be pretty slick to see Pastor Noel skate up to a car, do one of those hockey sprays, shh, take and eat. The body of, <laughs> right? We'll see. <laughs> you'll see, right? Uh, you'll have to come and see if that happens. Before we go forward uh, in our series and wrap up our unpacking your nativity, I wanted to just take a quick glance back to something, uh, kind of a follow-up from the Christmas Eve sermon on baby names. Uh, but remember, I had a slide there uh, that was entitled, Some Really Odd Baby Names. Uh, and A, B, C, D, E, like three days after Christmas Eve, my daughter forwarded me this picture on my phone, and that's an actual, the young daughter there is A, B, C, D, E. Uh, and that's her picture, and that's her Southwest Airline ticket from back in 2018. So now we have a face to that name, A, B, C, D, E. I just thought that was interesting. Well, for the past several weeks, going back to the beginning of December, we have been unpacking our nativity sets, and you'll have to get your bifocals or field goggles out for this, uh, but we started with Mary, and then we unpacked, of course, Joseph, and then we looked at the angel who I put behind, and then the myriad of angels, and then we talked about the shepherds unpacking the shepherds, and then we added a couple characters that should be in your nativity sets, but they aren't. Uh, we have Simeon, who held baby Jesus when he was only eight days old in the temple in Jerusalem, and then we also have, uh, on the same day, elderly Anna, uh, and perhaps we should take the cane from Joseph uh, and give it to Anna. Well, we have one more set of characters to add to our nativity, and can anyone guess what that is? Yes, we have to add the Magi. So let's look at the Magi today, and actually a very brief glimpse in church history uh, Epiphany, which was this past Thursday, January 6th, was actually a bigger day in the Western church, uh, Latin speaking, than Christmas was. They celebrated Epiphany, a huge festival in our church in the West, much sooner than they ever celebrated Christmas. So let's take a look at this important festival day in our church. We'll go back to what Matthew wrote again in chapter 2 of his gospel. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is the one who's been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. Now, when King Herod heard this, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. He gathered all the high priests and scribes and began to inquire from them where the Christ was to be born. The scribes said to him, 
in Bethlehem of Judea, as it was written through the prophet Micah. Then Herod secretly called the Magi and ascertained from them the time which the star had appeared. And Herod sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go, search diligently concerning the child, and as soon as you have found him, report to me, that I also might go and worship him. After hearing the king, the Magi journeyed, and behold, the star which they had seen in the east went before them until it came and stood over where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced very much with great joy. And when they came into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and falling, they worshipped him. And opening their treasures, they presented gifts to him, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And when they had been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed for their country by another way. As I was looking at all of my notes from this text, I probably had about 10 different things written down. <laughs> I was like, man, how am I going to preach all of this? Uh, and so I said, you know what? Let me just pick three because it'll come around next year again, <laughs> and we can cover some of the others. So I, I picked three questions from our text today that we will look more closely at. Simply, who are the Magi? What do we know about them? What do we make of the star? Matthew mentions the star three times in these verses. And then lastly, what do the Magi mean for us today. So let's just dive into the first question, who are the Magi? Here are Matthew's words. This is what we know of them. Behold, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem. As we look at that word Magi, it also appears in the biblical book of Daniel, and it's here in Matthew, and it's used one time in the book of Acts. We can also look at Babylonian history and Persian history, as well as some historians and philosophers around the first century, like Philo of Alexandria, Tacitus of Rome, and the Jewish historian Josephus. And we can see that by the time this term was used in the New Testament, Magi was basically a very loose umbrella term for anyone whose practices included dream interpretation or astrology or the study of ancient or sacred writings, magic, and even some fortune telling. So we look at the Magi as Matthew portrays, and they definitely had a focus on astrology and some knowledge of sacred writings. But Matthew notes that the Magi came from the east. Now, we can't say for certain, but there is a good probability that the Magi came somewhere in that big circle on the map, either in southern part of the circle in Arabia or maybe in the western side of the circle from Babylonia, or maybe even from the far eastern side of that circle, 
uh, which would be Persia. But if you look at the measurement tool at the very bottom of the map, you can see how these Gentile magi came a very long way to get to Jerusalem. It could have even been 800 miles, maybe even a little more. And so the Magi would have had quite a caravan, including food and supplies and their gifts, maybe some security and even some servants. And if the trip, say, was 800 miles, and you can cover about 20 miles a day on your domesticated camel, a journey that long would have taken them 40 days just to go by the trade routes down to Jerusalem. And so we can see how a sudden appearance in Jerusalem of this caravan from the east would not only have troubled Herod, but even the inhabitants of Jerusalem. They weren't there for one of the three major Jewish festivals, but they came announcing, inquiring about a birth of a Jewish king. That's why Matthew writes, Behold, when you see that word in the gospel, stop. In English, we might translate that, check this out. Magi from way in the east showed up in Jerusalem. If that's a snap of the Magi, what do we make of the star? Anyone here or with us online have a little bit of an interest in the planets or in the stars? One of the things that uh, I like to do on my phone, it's literally one of my favorite apps, is the app Sky Guide. Uh, you can take the, the app outside on your phone and you can hold it up anywhere. Uh, it moves as you move. Uh, and it can not only lay out where the constellations are, stars, planets. You can set it to notify you if a comet or meteor shower is coming. Uh, you can set it to notify you if you can get a glimpse of the International Space Station. It's so cool. Well, on December 2nd, in the evening, I was walking our dog around Roselle, our house, and there was a really bright light in the sky. I had never seen one this bright before, and I thought it might actually be a plane getting ready to land in O'Hare because her house is in the line of the lights that come in for the runway. But it didn't move. And so I quick with the dog went back to the house and got my phone and opened the Sky Guide app and held it up, and this is the picture that I snapped with my phone. About a half an hour earlier, it was a lot brighter. But the bright, bright light was in the lower right, you can see there, Venus. And then there was a little fader light in the middle, but you could make it out, and that was the planet Saturn. 
And in the top left, you can see just right off the R was Jupiter. And it was the first time I can remember in my life, knowingly, being able to see all three planets at one time with just the naked eye. And it was amazing. Matthew shares this in his text today about the star. Verse 2, the Magi said, Where is the one who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw what? His star. Whose star is it? It's the child's. And we have come to worship him. And then later in verse 9, after Herod sends them, they went and behold, again, check this out, the star which they had seen in the east went before them until it came and stood over where the child was. There have been numerous attempts to try to calculate either an alignment of planets or was this a supernova, was it a comet of some kind, and just a barrage of calculations. But I think when we focus on the text that Matthew gives us, this is what we can say about the star. It really seems to be a miraculous event rather than just a natural phenomena. It was also quite the spectacular sight, so out of the ordinary that the Magi, hundreds of miles away in their east homeland, noticed this star, the appearing of this star. And it had a special duration. This was not just a one-night-in-the-sky wonder. We're not told if the star led them all the way from the east to Jerusalem or if they just saw the star in the east. Maybe they inquired from some of the Jewish people there who might be scattered there from still the Assyrian or the Babylonian captivity. And the Torah says in Numbers uh, 24 that a star will rise out of Jacob. So maybe they thought, hey, star out of Jacob, let's go to the capital city, Jerusalem. Or the star could have been there for as much as two years if we do the math. But here's the biggest focus, the divine guidance. That they saw the star in the east, they came to Jerusalem, they found out from Scripture that the child was to be born in Bethlehem. And as soon as they set out on the five to six mile from journey from Jerusalem to Bethlehem, that star suddenly appeared again. And it guided them not just to Bethlehem, but to the very house where the child was. Now, what do we make of that? Well, this verse comes to mind. How about we worship the God who determines the number of stars and he gives to all of them, billions and billions and billions of them, their names. And our God is great 
He is abundant in power, and his understanding is far beyond any of our human measure. So what if we just leave it with the God of the universe who holds the entire cosmos in his hands and he can work in and through the cosmos naturally or miraculously as he wills to carry out his redemptive plan. And that leads us to our finale. What do the Magi mean for us today? A couple weeks ago, I noticed an article online that had been written uh, at the end of September of 2021. And a rock legend, (laughs) a superstar, went to an outdoor saloon in Charlotte, North Carolina, and not one person noticed that he was there. And some of them actually found out later that they had tickets to his concert the very next day. And they still didn't recognize who was in their midst. How? How could someone go so unrecognized with his stardom? Well, for starters, he didn't arrive in any kind of stretch limo. There were no security forces around him for safety. There were no fandom or even paparazzi. But at 10 o'clock at night, he simply walked there on foot, plain clothing and a hat, went up to the outside bar, had a beverage, took the snap, and then walked back to the hotel. Anyone recognize who that is? Yes. Yeah, Mick Jagger, the front man of the Rolling Stones, now 78 years old, completely slipped in and out without even being noticed. 2,000 years ago, the Lord Jesus came in the most humble and ordinary means. A baby in Bethlehem, maybe of 10 to 30 young baby boys in Bethlehem. No fireworks, no festival, no trumpet call or procession or royal welcome, but no one recognized the king in their midst. But according to Matthew's gospel, the very first visitors to the king and his family was not extended family, was not any Jewish leadership or even royal court. It was a group of magi Gentiles from far away in the east that God led through a star and his word in Micah 5-2 to Jesus. And that's what the magi mean for us today that no person, even in all their wisdom and learning, can comprehend or come to Jesus on their 
own. But only by God's working and revelation and drawing nigh. What a glimpse the Magi give us into the very heart and nature of our God. That He is the God who continues to lead the nations to His Son. And through our own remarkable circumstances, through parents or godparents or grandparents or adoption or school or friends or a sermon or church service or a youth event, and waters of holy baptism and the power of the holy gospel, God orchestrated the events in your life and my life to also lead us to worship His Son, the Savior of all people. And that just wells out in praise that of all the people, God chose you and God chose me to lead us to faith in his Son. Amen. A couple of here in practice questions now to reflect on and have moments of conversation with those you're worshiping with here at home is just first, how did God lead you to his Son? What circumstances did he orchestrate in your life to bring you to the Christ child? And secondly, as we still are on the hinges of this new year, 2022, is there someone that's already on your heart that God has placed there for you to continue or begin to point to Jesus too? Have a little conversation or some thought time by yourself, and then we'll continue the service momentarily.